Would you like to win and achieve success at what you do? Welcome to the Winner's Ways Podcast, where we create winners every day. And now, your host, the author of Winner's Ways book and life coach, Bola Alabi. Okay. Uh, hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of this uh, podcast, the Winners Ways Podcast. This is where I bring in expert guests and they help us to learn something new. So today we have Jason, Jason Yomak. Uh, Jason is a marketing guru uh, and he's passionate about helping B2B uh, businesses use social media so that they can grow their brand, uh, drive leads, and of course, increase sales. So I'm excited already to have uh, Jason with us. I know you guys will find this uh, episode beneficial. So if you are looking to grow your business, especially if you want to hit that $1 million mark, uh, <laughs> this episode is for you. So uh, without keeping you guys waiting any further, I'm going to bring in my guest. Hey, Jason, how are you doing? Good. Thanks for having me on the show. Awesome. So, uh, Jason, thank you for your time today and sure. happy 4th July to you. You as well. Okay. So, um, can you just uh, sh- uh, tell us about yourself uh, mm-hmm. so that my audience, uh, they can get to know you better? Sure. Yeah. So, I'm a 25-year marketer. Uh, kind of got my chops started early um, on at Microsoft. I spent about five, six years there. Uh, doing search marketing and got involved in social media back then around 05. And then really just went from there, um, managing social media for Microsoft advertising office for Mac. Um, And then I switched over to um, agency life and ran some social media teams for about 10 years. And then ultimately I always knew that I was kind of wired to do my own thing. And for me, that path uh, just led me to being able to do that later in life. And, uh, you know, in my mid forties, the, the opportunity presented itself and, uh, I finally figured it out and launched my agency socialistics, uh, back in 2018 and, um, haven't looked back since we, uh, we service uh, so full social media management for a variety of different clients. We've worked with the air force, United States air force. We've worked with habitat for humanity, um, a lot of big companies and all the way down to small mom and pop startups and everything in between. So super passionate about helping people leverage social media in a measurable way and real results, not vanity metrics. Um, but more so, uh, even more passionate about helping aspiring or beginning entrepreneurs, uh, find their path to freedom, you know, finding a, a path to, to build a successful business and live the life that they always dreamed. And, and that's really where, um, you know, my focus is, has been lately in, in helping people do that. So I'm glad uh, that you talk about your passion. I'm passionate about helping people uh, as well. So mm-hmm. that's why I bring in expert guests, you know, to educate us, uh, sure. to help my listeners uh, achieve their goals. And I saw your website, you mm-hmm. are a lifetime marketer. How does, how does that look like, uh, Jason, lifetime marketer? Yeah. I mean, it's not a path that I think I I fell into it more than choosing it. You know, I I was, um, you know, in college and I was, it took me five and a half years to graduate. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, it's a, it's a miracle that I even got a degree. Um, but you know, I just ended up picking the one that got me out at the quickest at that point. And then, uh, 
I think I just ended up getting a marketing job out of school and, and everything kind of built off of that. I mean, it kind of made sense for me. I've always been kind of wired creatively and, but still had a business savvy to myself. So marketing kind of made sense. And I just got into it early, you know, right around, um, you know, the 2000, the dot-com boom, I, I got involved in SEO and, and uh, thought I wanted to be a teacher for a while because I was a good high school uh, volleyball coach and I uh, got my master's degree, but uh, teaching wasn't for me. And then I was just lucky that Microsoft was hiring at the time, trying to compete with Google. And uh, then I, I moved from Chicago to Seattle for Microsoft and everything just kind of took off from there, especially around social media. Um, this was around 05, 06. And, you know, I just continued down the path that I knew. I think uh, if I went back and did it differently, I, I probably wouldn't choose marketing. It's a pretty volatile career path. I think I was always embarrassed by the fact that my resume had a lot of different stops along the way. Yeah. <laughs> You know, once I started to look at LinkedIn and other marketing pros, I realized that that's pretty normal. Uh, marketing is kind of a flavor of the month sort of thing. So mm-hmm. once I kind of got okay with that, I think my confidence got built up and um, I saw it as a strength and not so much as a weakness. And, uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how I kind of fell into marketing and just kind of rode that out. And, you know, it's, I've, you know, the principles of marketing have always, you know, remain the same for me in terms of what I've known and, and what I've worked on, but it's just um, the, the mechanisms with which they've been delivered. So that's why, you know, I started in search and traditional marketing. And then when social media started to pick up steam, it was just in the right place at the right time and just kind of continued to go down that path and, uh, and focus solely in that area over the past 15 years or so. Oh, that is awesome, uh, Jason. Uh, you know, you spoke about marketing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in the uh, sales uh, team in my organization where I work, and uh, I know that marketing, they play a vital role in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, promoting uh, our products. Uh, you have Socialistics, uh, mm-hmm. which is a social media uh, agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny, maybe it was last week, I saw on, I think, LinkedIn that a company is looking for TikTok uh, yeah. ad manager. And I was like, TikTok, this this uh, platform is for kids. So how they promoted businesses on TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I, I was uh, surprised to hear that. So let's talk about social media uh, marketing. How, how does that look like, uh, Jason? Sure. Um, you know, it's been an interesting. I, I don't, so personally, I don't spend a lot of time on social media, which seems kind of crazy for somebody that owns a social media agency, but the reality is I'm in it all day. So it's kind of the analogy I use is like, if you're an auto mechanic, you're probably not clamoring to come home and work on cars if you're doing that all day. Right. Um, but you know, the biggest thing that I try to drive home with a lot of the folks that we work with or potentially work with is that to not let your personal opinion of social media dictate your decisions around whether or not to leverage it for your business. You can hate social media, but that doesn't mean that isn't an enormous opportunity for your business. And the reality is there are you know, billions of users spending a tremendous amount of time on these platforms. This is where um, opportunity lies. Um, recently, Pepsi killed their, they're not doing um, Super Bowl ads anymore. They're taking that money and they're pouring it into social because they realize that's where the eyeballs are. That's where the bigger opportunity is. Um, so it's, there's, you know, it, social media is never going to go away. It's just a matter of how it's going to be delivered. And to your point, a good example is TikTok. We didn't, we didn't do much on TikTok out of the gate. We focused on the big four, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't do a lot of TikTok to your point, cause very youthful audience, a little bit 
kind of the wild west, like, you know, what's going on here. And, but the fact of the matter is more and more people are, are using it. Um, I would say it's definitely a more youthful audience, but more and more, uh, I mean, that youthful audience is getting older um, and, and an older audience is being pulled in because short form video is incredibly popular right now. And, you know, people are getting more and more drawn to the idea of consuming things that aren't as lengthy of a commitment, you know, you know, watching a show for 60 minutes or something along those lines, a lot more people are pulling up their phone or their iPad and sitting on the couch or lying in bed and watching 30 seconds, 60 seconds short form. So TikTok's blowing up. So we, as a business, we have to pay attention to that. And we've started to do a lot more work around TikTok um, to, to basically build brand. Um, so ultimately at the end of the day, it comes down to real results. We focus on real results and not vanity metrics. Um, there are certainly businesses that want those likes and want that engagement, but ultimately it's a means to an end. Ultimately it's like, well, what is it that really matters to your business? And typically that's customers, leads, sales. These are the things that need to eventually be able to not only happen on these channels, but to be able to connect the dots between what the client is spending and doing and what, how that's translating to their bottom line. Because if we just focus on the vanity metrics, those relationships will end pretty quickly because eventually that client's going to be asking tougher questions like, well, how is this impacting our business? And if, as an agency or as a practitioner, if you can't answer that question quickly, easily, and in a digestible way, they're going to look elsewhere. So we really make sure that every relationship that we get into, and this is advice to anybody that's coming into social media or marketing in general, like you need to focus on real results because you may be able to fool people for a little bit, but ultimately they're going to see through that. And if you really want to build a scalable career or business, you need to out of the gate, do what's best for your client and help them understand how, what they're paying and what they're doing with you is translating to their business in a real measurable way. So uh, Jason, I know you've been uh, emphasizing the point that's uh, real results. And I like that completely. Uh, I saw on your website again, you said likes Mm -hmm. uh, once pay the bills. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, people out there, uh, my listeners, they will be wondering, uh, we we all love the likes. We all want to go viral. But what's the purpose of getting thousands of likes if we... if it will not translate to uh, business or sales. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure with you, with your experience in marketing, with your company, uh, the socialistics, you have cracked some codes, you know, uh, in terms of engaging, because mm-hmm. that's, I, I think the whole thing at the end of the day is about the engagement. How can I convert those people that are watching my videos, those people that are reading my content, how can I convert them to a paying to paying customers, right? Mm-hmm. So do you have maybe one or two tips, if you sure. don't mind, that you can share with us in terms of how to crack that code? Yeah. Um, you know, everybody always wants to know is, you know, everybody wants to oversimplify these things and think it's one thing. And the, and the truth is, it's never just one thing. Um, it's always the sum of different aspects of what we do or what any successful agency or practitioner does that equals that success. So everything starts at its core at storytelling where we're big on storytelling. Like people love stories. Storytelling is, you know, transcended time, you know, all the way back to, you know, caveman era. Like there's, there's always been storytelling. It's just how it's been delivered. People love stories. So Mm -hmm. content is incredibly critical to any successful social media campaign or marketing campaign for that matter. So you really need to be able to have not only, 
you have to have stories to tell. When, like we always say, we say no to a lot of um, potential clients because they don't have any compelling yeah. stories. They don't have a disruptive product. And we know that it doesn't matter how much time and effort we put into it. If it's a dud, it's a dud. So you, you have to have stories. You have to have things that can resonate with people. Um, so, you you know, and then you need to, if you've got that fo- those foundational pieces, then it's about crafting content regularly that resonates with your target audience. So you need to, and it's tough to do, you know, a lot, most, a lot of business owners or, or people that aren't in that, like, they're not great storytellers and they're, that's not their forte. Um, and it's, it's a, it's, it's a, um, it's, it's a drag. Like you have to, I mean, it's a lot to have to create, uh, consistently. So, um, there's a lot of creative horsepower that goes into taking those stories and telling them in ways that resonate with your audiences in a social media environment. So it's that consistency. It's, it's telling those stories through short form video, great static imagery, and great copywriting. That's the foundational element to any successful campaign. Um, and then it's just, you know, making sure that you're not trying to be everything to everybody. That's really a great tip. You Absolutely. know, a lot of businesses fail with trying to just throw a lot of crap on the wall and hope something that's hope something will stick. And it just doesn't work that way. If you've got most businesses have a limited budget, um, and they can't, you can't afford to do everything. So don't try to take that budget and stretch it across four different channels. Like if you've only got a couple thousand dollars a month, establish your target audience. Who is at the top of your list? Sure. You might can think of two or three audiences, but who's, who's the low hanging fruit. Mm-hmm. Who is it? That's most likely to resonate with your messaging, with your products and services. Who is that? Define that out. And once you can define that, then that's going to lead you to the first place that you should really focus on youthful, TikTok, Instagram, is your product or service very visual in nature? Instagram probably makes sense. Are you B2B? Are you doing something that isn't super sexy? Probably LinkedIn. Facebook is usually a great place to start because it's got the most sophisticated ad platform and it's the most affordable and it's going to give you a lot of learning up front. So you kind of have to pick and choose based on what you have to work with resource-wise, who your audience is, um, and then you know create some momentum for yourself in a, in a very targeted way and then, then, then build off of that. Awesome. So uh, content and uh, being able to stay consistent, uh, yeah. that's, that's the message that I'm getting yeah, there. For sure. So uh, I know you came out with a book, Anti mm-hmm. Agency, uh, yes. A Realistic Path to a Million Dollar Business. Mm-hmm. As I just said that, many people are curious. Sure. Can I grow my business to a million dollar? Because uh that will, you know, can make a difference between uh, the survival of the business or not. So uh, can you share some ideas, some tips with us uh, on how to grow business? Yeah. A realistic part. I, I'm curious. I want to know about sure. Probably the biggest idea in the book um, that I'm super proud about is uh, there's a chapter in there called um, Build a Runway. And, you know, when I, most people, everyday people like myself who aren't don't have access to a tremendous amount of capital or, or uh, you know, are, are maybe living paycheck to paycheck or, or are fearful of that idea of walking away from that paycheck or those benefits. They don't have the luxury to take huge risks most of the time. And that's really what this book is geared for is like that everyday person. You know, if you've got access to millions of dollars, this book is you, you've got, you know, you can probably take Let a lot of walk. chances. <laughs> right. Um, so building a runway was critical for me because I knew that I knew that I wanted to do my own thing, but I also knew that it was risky. You know, I still had, my kids were a little bit older, but still, you know, I had to take care of them. I had health benefits like that paycheck, that stability that I'm like, Oh, 
So yeah. it always kind of fear. It can be a very powerful emotion that can, that can prohibit you from being successful. And I, I hadn't reached that point yet where I felt like I could take that leap. So I, I built a runway for myself. And what I mean by that is I, I started my company. I mm-hmm. built a website. I started blogging. Mm-hmm. Um, I started to try to find a couple, a handful of clients that maybe I could charge a little bit less because I was new and nobody knew who I was or my business. So, Hey, I'll charge less. I, I want them in my portfolio, right? I'm building towards something bigger. So I'm making these small moves, these chess moves in the mean, like I still have my job, you know, but I, this is kind of a side hustle. So I'm not doing too much. You know, I'm not, the business doesn't have to support me yet. So I've got time and I can kind of move some pieces and start to kind of build something, right? Because my goal is to kind of get that airplane going or that train or whatever analogy you want to use. I want to get it in motion, right? So that if and when I reach a point, and I don't know when that is, you know, everybody's different. Maybe you get fired or maybe you just get so fed up with your job, right? But if you create that momentum, right, it starts moving, you know, you've got your website, you've got, you're creating some visibility, for your brand online, you've got a couple clients in your portfolio. Yeah. Maybe you go to Fiverr, maybe you go to Upwork to get help while you're, you still have your job. Then when that moment comes and it's different for everybody, that leap doesn't feel as scary because now you've got, you know, six months, 12 months, 18 months of that machine already. You're moving into a a moving train. You know, it's already in motion. You've already built some momentum. It doesn't feel as daunting to jump into something with nothing there. That's exactly what I did. I had that kind of machine moving and the job that I had at the, at that point in time, it just, it's a lot that in and of itself is a long story, but ultimately it blew up. It didn't work. And I was so fed up. It's like, this was like my 10th, 12th job. I don't know. I, you know, I was 15 years in, like, I'm done with this. I, I, I can't work for somebody else anymore. I'm not wired that way. And I'm like, I'm just going for it right? I built this runway. It's already in motion. I'm jumping in. When I did that in that moment, the fear that I had carried within that had been so debilitating and holding me back was gone. Um, I think it was a combination of having that runway. I had it in motion, but also just that revelation of, and this was the key moment for me, the stability that I was always looking for in my life was right in front of me the whole time. It wasn't that paycheck. It wasn't that nine to five job. It was having control of my own destiny. And when that, and I made that connection in my head, everything took off. So it was never one thing. It's the runway. It's that mental process that I went through. It's overcoming my fear. And then the business took off from there. Um, it, it wasn't long before, you know, within a few months, I was making enough money to support myself, then start to hire other people. And then everything kind of built off of that. So to me, the biggest thing from the book that I think can be really impactful if somebody's just thinking about starting um, or is even in the early stages of it, like that runway chapter really can be, I think, um, a pretty groundbreaking um, story to kind of motivate or, or inspire others to know that there's a path to getting there that maybe isn't as risky as you think. Wow, so good. So I like the analogy of building that runway uh, yeah. because that, that's you testing the waters. 
uh, yeah. testing the ideas to see if it's going to work. And you, yeah. you, you mentioned several things, uh, like taking the leap of faith, uh, doing it, uh, in small steps. Um, and, you know, maybe find some customers, test the ideas, make, to make sure that it's going to work before you leave your job. Yeah. You can, uh, it, it gives you a room to grow. It gives you room to fail without too much risk, right? You can right. take a, you can fail and you learn and you build off of that. And then you can get customers and charge them less. Like everybody's always like, how am I going to get customers? Well, if you charge a thousand dollars, if you, if your dream is to charge a thousand dollars for them, I'll charge them 500 when you're mm-hmm. building that runway. You don't really need the money right now. You need the experience. You need right. that portfolio. You need their validation for when you do go full-time. So it creates an environment that I think is much easier to operate within to kind of build something for yourself that you can jump into. And I think that will help, you know, to build the momentum that you yep. talk about. And it will also help, those will be maybe future clients and mm-hmm. it can help to build a testimonial. So sure. that's uh, really good. You yep. are a disruptive entrepreneurs, uh, right? So I, I want to hear some disruptive ideas because I know, uh, one thing for sure in this world that we live today, uh, it's either you disrupt or mm-hmm. you get disrupted. So yeah. uh, we want to disrupt here. We don't want for to sure. get disrupted. So what are some disruptive sure. ideas for aspiring business owners that you can yeah. share with us today, Jess? Yeah. I've got one really great one that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty big on right now. Um, okay. And this was it's kind of an epiphany I had at a trade show a month or two ago. It was our first trade show after COVID. And uh, I was there and it all came to me there. And I'm still working through how to kind of like package this up in a way to kind of um, help others kind of leverage it. So your reputation is everything, right? You know, when you think if you're, if you're a service-based business, especially your reputation is huge. You know, people go to Google or, or um, Yelp or, or whatever industry specific website that reviews, you know, your type of business. Mm-hmm. So it's a super important that you have a, a great reputation, but a lot of those places are gameable, right? A lot of businesses can kind of, you know, um, fool the system, if you will. Um, they can get friends or family or relatives, uh, you know, to post reviews. Some are, are a little bit more trickier than others, but ultimately they can be gamed. And I'm not saying that everybody does that plenty. Yeah. do. Yeah. Um, so it's not the be all end all. Um, and uh, we were at this trade show and there was another agency, similar agency to ours that was there that spent a ton of money at this place. And I knew who they were and they were, they're nowhere near as big as they present themselves to be. Um, they are a turn and burn agency. They don't really have a lot of depth to them, but you wouldn't know that from the outside looking in, you know, they've done a really good job at positioning themselves and they just take whatever they can get. And, you know, as an authentic smaller boutique agency that does things the right way, that can be frustrating, right? Because when you do things the right way, sometimes it's trickier to kind of, you know, build some momentum for yourself because you're not trying to say everything to everybody just to get everything that you can. So I was a little frustrated, but then I I just had this epiphany. Um, One of the things that I'm really big on is building incredible rockstar teams. I treat my team very well. You know, our core values are very important to us. Freedom is an important value to us. I love my team. If you do things right, you hire great people. I treat them really well. They're super important to me. They're like family to me. I want them to stick around forever. Sometimes a little naive, but I I certainly shoot for that. Um, And that translates to a place um, for us. And that's Glassdoor, right? So I'm sure most people have heard of Glassdoor. Um, And we have an incredible um, reputation on Glassdoor because the people that have worked with us have had incredible experiences. So we have a perfect score there pretty much. Um, 
I started to look at our competitors, Glassdoor ratings, and you get a really interesting, something really interesting happens is if you, and then this is where it comes down to in terms of this disruptive idea. If you really want to know the heart and soul and the truth of a business, don't just look at their Google reviews or whatever. Go to their Glassdoor profile and see what the see people, what's going on. Yeah. See what the people that have worked there or worked there say about the business because they're the ones that know the truth, right? Mm-hmm. You want to get right. the truth? Go to their Glassdoor, read those reviews, see what the ratings is. Now, again, it's not the be all end all, but it's an incredible way to kind of get a real insight. And what's happening is most businesses don't focus on that. They don't think about Glassdoor mm-hmm. in their own marketing. They don't think about Glassdoor in terms of, Oh, that's an important place for us to make sure that our reputation mimics who we really are. So, you know, you get a lot of employees or people that have spent time there that just proactively go there and share their experiences. A lot of time, not, not that great. So it's a really great, not only is it great for you to assess others in your pursuit of working with people, but as long as you're treating your team really well, if you're building an incredible culture, if you've got great employees, then make Glassdoor a priority for yourself. Get your team to, to leave their experiences there. And then when you go out to pitch work, use that. Say, hey, you know what? You really want to know what we're about and who we are? Go check out our Glassdoor review. Don't just look at Google reviews. Go look at see Go see what our people say about us yeah, and use yeah. that as a marketing tool for yourself. Not only in that way, but also, hey, check out our competitors. You know, Because right. I guarantee you, if you take it seriously and you treat your people well and your reputation is, is good there authentically, I guarantee you the majority of your competition is not. And that could be a huge differentiator for you when you're pitching against other agencies or other companies that do the same thing. Tell your prospects, go look at Glassdoor, go check out our profile, go see what our own people say about us. And then go look at some of our competitors and what they say. Um, Cause it's, it's the, when I, in the example that I use with this trade show, I mean, their Glassdoor reviews were, were horrible. And I knew it would be because they don't, they're not authentic, right? Yeah. We are. So, you know, again, assuming that you do things, authentically and you treat your team well, that can be an incredible opportunity for your business to really stand out that nobody's really thinking about. Wow. So good. So I, I like uh, the idea and that's uh, pretty new to me sure. for businesses to make, to manage uh, their glass door yeah. reviews and uh, they, because that's simply their reputation. Because yeah. Anyone that wants to know about a business, I, I do go to Glassdoor, you know, just to sure. read reviews. So that's uh, pretty important. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I like, I like uh, that. So uh, one thing that we do here on Winners Ways Podcast is also to share uh, lessons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have been in business for, for a while now. Uh, sure. You've learned a lot. I'm mm-hmm. sure you've made some mistakes as well. For sure. And uh, I want to hear from you. Uh, yeah. My listeners, they want to know. Yeah. What are those? Uh, maybe you can share one mistake. Sure that you made along, you know, building your business and maybe the lesson learned from that. Absolutely. Uh, Not saying, not knowing when and how to say no, Mm. I think is one of the biggest lessons in my professional career, especially as it pertains to my business. You know, when you're first starting out, oftentimes you're not in a position to say no as much as you'd like, you know, you kind of have to take what you can get as you're building up. So Mm -hmm. I'm not naive. I know it's a little bit tougher up front, but you want to get to a place as quickly as possible where you are comfortable saying no uh, when something doesn't feel right. And I've learned the hard way. Um, I've said yes to things in the past, especially in the beginning stages that I knew were risky, probably didn't align to us in some way, but I'm like, well, let's just give it a shot. And then ultimately 
nine times out of 10, it's not going to work out. Uh, whether it's, you know, somebody just, you feel like they're just, dis- they're, they're disrespectful. There isn't a professional chemistry. Um, they have unrealistic expectations. Um, you really had to convince them to kind of do business with you because maybe you're too expensive and you, you really had to work hard to get, cause they're going to just eventually just get, you know, it's, it's, if it's too expensive, then they're just, they're going to be uncomfortable with that pretty quickly. So it's those red flags that you look for. And if there's too many, like one red flag, okay, maybe you can work through that. But when you feel two or three or four, you've got to know when to say no, because it's going to be a drain on your business. If you're a service-based business and you have team members, you're going to subject those team members to a situation that's probably not going to end well. And your, your people are your most valuable asset. You want to expose them to, you know, good clients, um, good prospects, you know, people that you know that are a good fit for the business. Otherwise, if you're churning and burning it, that's a drain on your team. So a lot more negativity and drain on the business comes from forcing no's to be yeses. So you really want to make, who are you? Who do you serve? Who's the right fit for you? Make sure you're really buttoned up on what that is and only do business with those folks because they're out there. And the fact that you say no to an opportunity, even though those dollars are not as important as the relationship because right. you're going to, it's going to cost you more in the long run. So wow. once, once I got comfortable with that, once I started saying no, the, the, again, that was, that was like gasoline on the fire in terms of the business becoming successful because I wasn't wasting my time, right. bad prospects. And I, it allowed me to focus my effort on attracting the right ones mm-hmm. and spending time on the right ones. And it, yes, right. it took a little bit longer for the business to, to reach a, a certain level of success, but we're scaling with the right types of relationships. So whatever you do, find that path to being comfortable and executing and saying no. The minute you do that, your business will take off. Awesome. So guys, you've got to learn and get comfortable with saying yeah. no sometimes. Uh, I know we, we, you want to grow your business, but yeah. uh, having the right top quality customers uh, is be- is always going to be better than just sure. uh, attracting everyone. So sure. that's uh, really good, uh, Jason. So as we are rounding up, uh, can you please uh, tell us how to connect with you? I sure. know your book, Anti-Agency, is available yep. on Amazon. How can my audience connect with you, your social media yeah. groups? Absolutely. So I'm super passionate about helping others. So if you're listening, this isn't, you know, I'm all about helping others. Uh, I'm willing to give my time for free too. So reach out to me if you've got other questions or you just want to have a 10 or 15 minute chat that might be helpful. I'm here for you. You can find me at uh, Jason Yormark, my full name.com. You can find me at Socialistics, which is pretty easy to find. You just type in that name anywhere. And luckily we, we come up. So Socialistics.com and Socialistics on any of the social media channels. And then if you're interested in the book, um, it just came out. I think it's, I think it's awesome, but uh, you know, that remains to be seen, but it's an authentic story about what I built. And you can find the book at uh, anti-agencybook.com. And uh, like I said, uh, any of those paths to me will lead you to uh, a free 10 or 15 minute consultation about your business or social media or anything. I'm always happy to help others. So um, really appreciate you having me on the show and, and happy to help anybody uh, follow their dreams and find their freedom. Awesome. So guys, there you have it. And it's a wrap. Thank you, Jason, for sure. uh, joining us here today. We appreciate your time and we have Absolutely. learned a lot. So thanks for your time. You got it. This episode of Winner's Ways podcast has come to a close. We hope you enjoy and learn something from today's show. 
We want you to win and excel in all areas of your life. And we regularly explore and share information with our listeners to empower them to win. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast for more tips and strategies to help you find the success that you've always dreamt of. And don't forget to rate and review so that we can continue to bring you more podcast episodes to empower you. We will love to have you again next week. Now, keep winning.